That does it for the Pelican season after losing to the Phoenix Suns in game six, but you should be proud and excited about this Pelicans team. And I'm going to tell you why in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. We're not sad. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday. Be happy. I'm happy. Because this team fought hard. And thank you for making today's episode of Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available for you five days a week, Monday through Friday, for free. Breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Yeah, we're covering some sad stuff. The Pelicans lose it in the playoffs, their season ending. But the offseason starts on Monday for the show. And we got a whole lot to talk about. So we're still five days a week. We're not taking a break. Let's break down everything about why you should be excited for this team going into next season. It's going to be a fun offseason, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss anything. But as I said, be happy. Be happy. Hold your head up high. This loss stings. This loss hurts. Absolutely. To the Phoenix Suns in Game 6, 115-109. A close game. A game that the Pelicans led by 10 after a tremendous second quarter. But in the end, a one seed and a really good one seed beat them and did it with missing Devin Booker for a couple of games. This wasn't, and I've seen this on Twitter a bunch, I think this is dead wrong. This wasn't a fraudulent Suns team. Saying that discounts what the Pelicans did and accomplished in this series. This Pelicans team played far better, far better than a ninth seed. They gave everything to a Suns team dealing with a really significant injury to an MVP candidate in Devin Booker. Hell, in the closeout game, Chris Paul needed to be literally perfect. Perfect. Just to win this game. 14 of 14 for 33 points. Just to win this game. That's against a team that was playing three rookies in a closeout game with their backs to the wall in the fourth quarter. And doing well. They just weren't good enough in the end. It's a young Pelicans team that was ninth, that has had some growing pains, that is improving, and by the way, doesn't have Zion Williamson out there. For whatever reason, they weren't able to really win this series, even though all of the games were winnable. Lack of spacing, maybe poor rotation, CJ being in foul trouble, and, and unable to make his presence really felt at all in this series. Maybe it was the refs, but these were winnable games. Every single one, and it's going to be a strong learning experience for this team. Brandon Ingram went right to the locker room after. This team felt this loss. Willie Green said exactly that after. This is going to fuel them this offseason to be better. So while they lose and it hurts and it stings, man, they played so much better than we were expecting. They developed and grew so much. They exceeded all expectations. There's no reason to be sad of losing to a one seed, a good one seed. That is not a fraudulent Suns team. Don't discount what the Pelicans have done. You say that you're looking for just likes and retweets and you're hurting your own team. This is a good Suns team that was able to handle everything New Orleans threw at them, but New Orleans just wasn't good enough. 
When you look at this series, was this more about the Suns playing down a level or the Pelicans playing up a level? It was about the Pelicans playing better than anyone expected. So don't discount that. And that means you should hold your head high. It means you should be proud of this team. That's why everyone pretty much stayed. 90% of the people stayed in the Smoothie King Center until the end of the game and gave this team a loud standing ovation, which is what they richly deserved. They have figured a lot out. There's a lot of reasons to be excited. We're going to be covering those in the weeks to come. But let's talk about the game, the actual game coming up here next in a moment. And then we'll talk about kind of this team and the city because you just saw so much from them and so much to like. And there's definitely a connection there like we've re- almost never seen before, at least not since 2008. But be proud of this Pelicans team. Three rookies playing significant roles. And you had Jose Alvarado with a hell of a line after the game saying, you know, Chris Paul is a Hall of Fame point guard, but he knows who I am now. What? A line what just describes the mentality of this team and why you should love them again it took Chris Paul being 14 of 14 and DeAndre Ayton being 10 of 12 just to win this game you know if they're not perfect if Chris Paul misses like one shot right this game is probably very different tells you all you need to know about this Pelicans team that punched so far above their weight and showed why they're going to be on the national stage Zion or no Zion for years to come and are in a very good position. And they have a top 10 pick in the draft. Thank you, Los Angeles Lakers. Be proud of this team. They did well. They exceeded things. And look, honestly, credit to the Suns. Credit to the Suns for being able to handle it, for being able to frustrate New Orleans at times too. Showed why they're the one seed. If this was any other team, the Pelicans probably would have beaten them. They would have beaten the Memphis Grizzlies playing the way they are right now. No doubt about that, right? They would have beat, maybe not the Golden State Warriors, but they would have beat Dallas, Utah, Denver. I feel very confident in saying that, actually. But this Suns team is good. There's some depth, and they got a lot of special players, and they proved it, and they won the series. That's okay. Stings. It hurts. But you should be happy with this Pelicans team because I certainly am. So coming up next, let's talk about the actual game. Then in the third segment, we'll talk about the Pelicans' connection to the city and some of the other things kind of going on with the fan base and all of that and why you should be excited going forward. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I ate one of these things on my drive to the game. No one was going to have a beer or two. Need to get something in me. Also was looking forward to it. It's like a treat because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And have you tried the Built Bar Puffs yet? We're going crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. I actually have a box of the churro puff bars. If that's not enough flavor, you might want to try the mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. So Built Bar has something for everyone. I love the mint brownie. I love the churro puff bar. I have white chocolate, raspberry cheesecake. They're all delicious because they focus on taste first, but they're also good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They taste like a candy bar, except they're way better for you. 
than a candy bar. So go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out over at Built.com. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. It's been a fun run. Yeah, the season might be over, but we're not going anywhere. we got an off-season to cover. Top 10 pick, potentially a top 4 pick. Some more stuff coming from the Pelicans, too, from talking with some people. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're going to be covering it. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Now for your next listen. The draft yesterday. Pel- uh, Pelicans. Saints trading up, getting Chris Olave, getting a tackle as well. What they needed, right? Go check out Locked on Saints. Ross Jackson going to be breaking down everything the black and gold did on draft night. I wasn't able to watch any of it. I haven't read anything yet. I'm going to be listening to Locked on Saints first thing tomorrow morning. Make sure they're your second listen after this Locked on Pelican show. All right, so we are going to actually talk about the game. I was a little wistful in the first segment. We'll still be a little bit wistful in the second, in the third segment here. But the Pelicans do lose 115-109 to the Phoenix Suns. And as I kind of said, right, this game, the refs weren't great. The refs weren't great, but I can't spend that much time on them when you have Chris Paul going 14 of 14. When the point God does that, you just shrug your shoulders and the better team won. I feel, I mean that. It is, it is what it is. It sucks sometimes, you know, Goliath beats David and that is not a fun narrative. It's not a fun story, but it's what happens more often than not. Aiton missed just two shots. This Pelicans team was really good and the Phoenix Suns were just a little bit better. You know, this these were entirely close games. This game was close and the veteran experienced team closed them out. You know, there's not... A, t- a ton to say here. I wish I could point it to one thing and blame it on that, right? And I'll talk about a segment here, a sequence in the game of three possessions where New Orleans just needed to do one thing on one of those three and maybe this game's differently. But like they played well. I don't have much to complain about, right? Willie Green had the right rotations. Jose Alvarado and Trey Murphy coming in as the first subs. He did what we wanted to see and it paid off, right? You had good minutes from Jackson Hayes in the beginning of the first quarter and the third quarter, I thought. He was great navigating around screens and playing defense on the perimeter. He had six points in that first period, really carrying this Pelicans offense when nothing else was going. And they got him out for the right guys. And then Trey Murphy came in and he was excellent, right? Hitting his shots, hitting his threes, doing what he needed to do. And you saw the offense come alive with that. He hit four threes, four of seven, 12 points. He was good. Jose Alvarado came in and was just a spark plug, right? Giving this team some early offense, grabbing rebounds he had no business getting, and just simply being Jose freaking Alvarado, right? 11 points on 4 of 8 shooting. He was awesome in this. Probably getting, you know, a shot to the face that should have been reviewed in a call. But again, when Chris Paul does that, you're not going to win very many games when when that's the case, right? You know, they did everything we wanted. They just came up short. You know, Brandon Ingram didn't get his midi to fall late in the game. And there was a stretch in the fourth that I was just saying that probably kind of lost it for him. They allowed an offensive rebound to the Phoenix Suns, which gave the Suns two more points. Then they had a bad turnover on the next possession. And it allowed an open three, I think for Bridges or one of the cams. I can't remember. It was just a brutal stretch in a close game. But don't forget, it is a one versus nine seed. And that one seed was down a little bit of a level without Devin Booker. And New Orleans still threw everything they could at them. And no one had this game, this series going to six. No one did. 
New Orleans played well in this. I, I, the better team just won. It's okay. It happens. It sucks, right? It hurts to say that. It hurts to not be able to point to like one thing and be like, those freaking refs. And I don't think they were that bad. I really don't. I think Will, uh, Monty got a little bit of his money's worth, certainly. Might have influenced him to a degree. But New Orleans could have played better and won the game, right? Don't have that three-possession sequence. And you probably win. I don't know. It's just one of those things when it comes to sports. You want to really be able to pin it on one thing. But there is... In sports don't allow for this, right? It's a problem when we talk about this. Sometimes there are blameless losses. Sometimes it's simply just Pelicans were good, but the Suns were better. It's It hurts to kind of say it, right? You need there to be blame somewhere. I don't think there's much in this game. They were just a better team. It just It is what it is, and it sucks. But for a nine seed to be able to say that, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing, and that's why I'm not sad. It's why it's disappointing it hurts. It's a bit bitter pill to swallow, but they're going to be back. There's no reason to think this Pelicans team isn't going anywhere. And my goodness, was this good experience for this group. It was a hard-fought game six. It was fun. The Smoothie King Center, you were all awesome in there. It just is what it is. And it means they use this as fuel. B.I., as I said, stormed off the court. He was upset. I like that. I like that he's upset. And that this is going to fuel him. You think that dude's not going to be a damn beast in the offseason? You think that's not going to carry over to the rest of the team? It absolutely will. And this experience will make them better. And they went down swinging. They went down with the right guys on the court. I don't have much to complain about, to be perfectly honest. Would have liked them to win. Would have liked to see a game seven. Would have loved them to win the series. But it's okay. And they're going to learn from this. They're going to go forward and be a better team. And we'll still be covering it here on Locked On Pelicans because I'm not going anywhere because this was the most fun I've had in a long time. There have been times when I thought about quitting the show. This season kind of reinvigorated me. Let's talk about that, this team, this city, this group, everything. Coming up here next to today's episode of Locked On Pelicans because you all deserve a whole lot of credit this season. In today's episode of Locked On, Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. So you can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and start a Major League Baseball season over at BetOnline.net, your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports too, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts after this Sun series. Maybe they're not the title favorites. Maybe it is a team like the Golden State Warriors who look significantly better. You can go bet on it over at betonline.net. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And like I said, we're going to be five days a week next week and the weeks after that because we've got a lot to talk about. We've got to break down the season. What do we learn? What do we see going forward? We've got the draft lottery coming up in like three weeks. Who are they going to be drafting? We're going to do player profiles. I'll bring on draft experts. I'm going to bring on some guests in the offseason now that I'm not recording at uh, 1047 at night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep this free in five days a week for y'all. All right. So Pelican season is done. But how much fun was this? How much fun did you have? I'm pausing for dramatic effect there. But how much fun did you have? This was a really wonderful team to root for. I mean that. This is the most fun I've had in a long time covering this team. Winning helps, right? Winning really helps. But it's just such a likable group 
of guys that has a play style and mentality that does resonate. You know, I always I, I always hate coach speak, GM speak. I'm not a fan of like TED Talks because I think it's just a lot of talk and banding ideas out there with like nothing really tangible that you can go out and do. So I always hate, and every coach in every GM in every city says some version of this, right? We want our team to be, their play on the court to be representative of the city as a whole. The hell does that even mean, right? How, what does that even mean? And I struggle with that, right? When, when people talk about this and it comes to some of the in arena stuff too, where people are like, oh, it should be representative of New Orleans. There's so many different aspects in t- New Orleans that my New Orleans is very different than your New Orleans, very different than someone else's New Orleans. So there's not like one thing that really fits that I don't feel like. So I always dislike when it's like, oh, you know, some people's version of New Orleans is Bourbon Street. Some people, it's the Garden District. From You know, I live in the Bywaters. It's that hipster side of thing. But there's the New Orleans East culture too, right? There's the West Bank culture. There's so many different things that don't all mix a little bit, but they're all there together like oil and water. So to say, you know, we want our team to be representative of the city, it's gobbledygook coming out from someone, I think. And then you look at this Pelicans team, and I tweeted this out, and it's like, Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Whether it's a guy like Jose Alvarado, right, just being annoying as hell and announcing himself to Chris Paul, not shying away from anything, even when everyone was counting him out coming into the league. Same thing for Herb Jones. Quietly, just doing his job and being amazing at it. That steal on the the out-of-time-out play, incredible, right? And he does it with this just kind of smirk on his face like, yeah, I belong. And all of that does fit the city. I don't have the right words to put it into because I can't necessarily describe it. It's more of a feel, right? But I think you feel it too. I think the majority of Pelicans fans feel it too that this this team is representative of the city in some capacity. And there's pro- it's probably because there's so many facets to this team, right? I go back to a tweet I saw that I think was like Europeans not understanding the concept of gritty, not gritty, gritty, the mascot for the Flyers in Philadelphia, right? And someone like responded to them, and I thought it was one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen, that it was like the concept of Rome, right? It's the manifestation, gritty, the mascot, is like the manifestation of the city as a god. And I kind of really dug that. This Pelican team kind of has that feel, right? Like if you were to manifest this city of New Orleans as a basketball team, it does feel like this team. And so that's created a really tremendous connection between the fans and this group in a way that we haven't seen before. Anthony Davis always kind of reserved from the team. Drew Holiday always kind of quiet. We love those guys. We 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 still love one of them to this day. But there was something just kind of removed, right? And this team is not that whether it's Jose Alvarado thanking the city of New Orleans in his press conference after the game or what have you, there's something that just works. Or when I ran into Willie Green at Mardi Gras and the way he was talking to people there and kind of embracing it and enjoying it, like something, and again, tell me in the comments why you think it is. I'm curious by that. I'll pin this one and and I'll ask you all, like, what is it about this team that resonates so well with the city? Because I'm curious to hear from you because I bet you're all going to have different answers and I don't want to speak for you on this one. But it's definitely there. And there's been a couple of other things that have really brought kind of this fan base closer to this team in a way that we've never had before. And it's not necessarily people with the team doing it, which is kind of the great thing. It was truly organic. It wasn't a won't bow down drum being beaten that we're all supposed to cheer with, right? It was J.J. Redick insulting the city 
And a bunch of people being like, F you, J.J. Redick, and putting their foot down. I've said this a lot, right? There was a point this season where this fan base just said, enough is enough, and stood up for themselves. And Pels 12 was born from it. You can, you can see the shirt. Thank you, Pro Pels Talk, for this shirt. So it brought people closer together of just being enough is enough, and we're going to go out and prove you wrong. And you did that, right? I've talked about, I've tweeted out the numbers of Locked On Pelicans, and they're they're insane right now. And I don't mean that to brag of like, look how awesome of a job I'm doing, because I think you could replace me with some other people. I don't think I'm terrible at this, otherwise you wouldn't all turn in tune in. But I think this is more about people coming together for the team, and maybe the format and other things that's behind the scenes stuff that I love about this show working. It, but it's you coming together and showing, no, we can actually get more people listening to a to a basketball podcast than the Lakers can or other big market teams. That sends a message, right? That's what you're all doing this season. So I tweet those numbers out and some of the stats out, making the iTunes rankings for just top sports in general, right? That's more about the work you're all doing than look at how awesome I am in Locked On Pelicans is. Because again, you could replace me, it would be okay. And you would all still listen because you're passionate about this team. And I love that about you all. It's what's made this so much more fun. I give a ton of credit to Chris Connor. Met up with him for a drink before the game. Him bringing those spaces together and kind of putting his own spin and just being unabashedly him on there, I think works. And it's fun. And basketball should be fun. And so having kind of you all tapped into everything and this team bringing out the best of everyone... It's been a really fun ride, and I feel very fortunate to be able to cover it here at Locked on Pelicans, even when it's rough at times, and you have to deal with social media and all that stuff. And so I feel truly lucky and you know blessed in a sense to be able to do that, and that's because of you all kind of rallying behind this team in a very organic way that no one can take away from you. That's something that's the first step. This wasn't the end of the ride here. This was the beginning of the ride when it comes to the Pelicans and the fan base and all of that. I was really hoping for a Game 7 to be there at Mid-City Yacht Club with y'all for the Pels 12 watch party. But it just means they're only going to be better next season. And we get to do this from the beginning, from Game 1. It's going to be a really, really good time. And thank you all so much for this season, for making me a part of your day, your first listen every day, whether you tune in one day a week or multiple days a week. It means the world to me. It's been so much fun. And we ain't slowing down anytime soon. We got a whole off season to talk about. Trades? Oh, yeah. Draft picks? Oh, yeah. New TV deal? Not saying anything here. Um, So it's going to be fun to cover it all over at Locked on Pelican. So please subscribe. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And yeah, I'll be back with y'all on Monday.